Ion Bogdana Doink? The boy Doink? Please, don't let Aaron Falk or Angie Treasure know. Utah Jazz Digital Team, if you have any problems with that nickname of what Boyan Bogdanovich did against the Warriors where a ball bounced off of his head Marquise Chris's head for a double header doink you can watch it online Utah Jazz on Twitter and on the social channels always make sure to check those out because those type of gems are right there round ball roundup JP Chunga on utahjazz.com Boyan Bogdanovich delivered one of the better physical comedy segments of the Utah Jazz season so far. It's up there with Quinn Snyder and the lip balm. I was trying to find a little bit of perspective on it because you have Frank Layden on the sidelines who probably delivered a lot of physical comedy, but he was also more cerebral in the press conference in delivering his one-liner, so I don't think you could see him as a physical comedian. You definitely have Delonte West... And the Wet Willie, my personal favorite from the early 2000s, Greg Ostertag against Zydrudis Ilgoskis in a funny fight. Cavs Jazz, in the opening moments, you have Tag and Big Z going at it. This is up there, and it needs to be recognized. Boyan Bogdanovic, the Croatian creation, creating a viral moment for himself. Looking at the basketball that happened on the floor, Jazz able to get two victories over the weekend in games that may have ended up being more entertaining than they probably should have been, but victories nonetheless. 113-109, 128-120, first game against the Warriors, then against the Pelicans. Trends to keep an eye on, because this was in Zach Lowe's 10 Things column that he writes for ESPN.com. Jazz are getting very pull-uppy. Low sides, the NBA stats.com's pull-ups per games stats. Right now, the Jazz are at 22.4 pull-ups per game. They were at a league low 19.1 last season. More shooters around the floor willing to pull up more. Like Boyan Bogdanovich is more willing to pull up than a Ricky Rubio. Mike Conley the same. And these type of shots, which I'm sure you are seeing throughout the course of the games, can level off. We talked about how Donovan Mitchell was really, really mastering the art of the mid-range and how he was shooting very effectively. Those type of numbers can level off as it goes throughout the course of an NBA season. 3 to 10 feet, 30%. Still above average when it comes to the rest of the mid-range where from 10 to 16 feet, he's shooting 52%. And from 16 to the three-point line, 52%. Shooting 39% from three, that's where you want to see the shot distribution go to is those threes because we know the numbers. Three greater than two, and so long as the Jazz are getting pull-up-y, it can lend to where the Jazz's offense is right now. This stretch that we're seeing coming up against really, really good teams, Milwaukee, Indiana, Toronto, Philadelphia, five-game road trip, and you've got a bunch of teams with good defenses, the offense will have to show out against these teams. The other thing that Lowe noticed in his column is that the Jazz are passing the ball fewer than they did last year. 40 fewer passes per game. And this could also still be a byproduct of of the type of players that you have on the floor still getting adjusted to the offense because as you look at offenses going throughout the NBA season, they get better. The baseline is being around that 22-23 mark. It's offensive rating 105.8, 22nd in the league. 
But you pair that with a defensive ring that's first, and you're still a very good top four Western Conference team. It was too entertaining against the Warriors and too entertaining against the Pelicans down the stretch. 20-point lead against Golden State, a team that only came in with eight players. It's a real concern because you don't have the luxury of being able to rest starters on a night where they probably should have. All the starters go 30 minutes plus. And this is the game where you lose Rudy Gobert to that ankle sprain, and right now he's questionable for the game against the Bucks. Minutes pile up on players, and, and not being able to get that rest against the Warriors can certainly impact down the road and later in the season. The other thing that will help the offensive rating that the Jazz see out is going to be that bench unit. So long as it gets better and starts to get more cohesion as you get Dante Exum added to the mix as Joe Ingles runs out of his slump because right now he is definitely in the midst of it and he isn't shooting the ball at the same frequency as he has in previous years. As soon as Joe Ingles gets out of that, then the bench unit will certainly turn up a notch and it'll be much better than it is in years past because Ingles being a six-man type means you really have a high floor. In a high ceiling. In that Warriors game, maybe the most impactful thing was that Boyan Bogdana doink from the creation. But also, John Stockton caught up with Buller and Harpering. And thankfully, guys discussed something that I've been pondering my entire existence. Could you play six minutes tonight if you had to? For the Warriors. Because <laughs> they only have eight guys. <laughs> Could you play eight? Um, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Not well. I mean, I can run up and down there. I can run up and down for 20 minutes, but uh, play well? I don't think so. This is a good question because this has to be a living legend that is within this team's past that can play on the floor, but their best years are behind them. So for the Lakers, you could have Shaq out there. For the Timberwolves, they get Kevin Garnett. And then the Knicks, they get Carmelo Anthony. How would that impact the way that teams play? They have to get that out there six minutes, 15 possessions, you know, whatever they hit first. And that's the advantage of having John Stockton as a jazz legend to play on the floor because he's always looked like the Lego man, but he's bald at an all-NBA level. Stockton can pass. He still goes up to Gonzaga for legendary runs where all those Bulldogs guys go back and, and start playing against each other. He'd still give you six minutes. I could see him doing that at the professional level. Very interesting point of the New Orleans game on Saturday is that Tony Bradley got a start. 22 minutes on the floor. He's in place of Rudy, and that is a tall task. We've already seen it from just the drop-off between Rudy and Tony Bradley in the bench units in previous games, something that Lowe and many other observers have been concerned about this Jazz team. Tony played really well against New Orleans. This is after Rudy turned in a performance of 8.7 blocks, 19 rebounds against Golden State. Tony comes out and gives you a 14 and 9. More importantly, it was the entire team's ability to out-rebound the Pelicans, 49 to 38, keep them from going out in transition, forming that wall, and keeping them at bay. Brandon Ingram didn't go off. In 23 possessions, this is from cleaning the glass, Tony Bradley's time with his starting lineup had a plus 56 net rating. The smallest of sample sizes because it's just one game of starting without Rudy Gobert, but in that one instance, Tony Bradley answered the call. If he's going to have to do that against the Bucks tonight, 
or down the road during this road trip. He has shown that he has the ability, at least in this one instance. This is the thing that's going to keep him in the league and something that Andy Larson observed in his three takeaways in the Tribune. If Tony Brantley can play defense at this level, he will be a mainstay in the NBA. He's such a good offensive rebounder, and he's so good at putbacks and gobbling things up that way that if he can bring that to the defensive end and bring that same level and effort, he can have a very good NBA career. More on monitoring the bench. This stood out on the broadcast against the Pelicans. They put up the graphic that Emmanuel Moutier has had 10 positive plus-minus games so far. That is one behind the league leader who is on the Bucks, George Hill. 10 games where Emmanuel Moutier has ended up with a positive plus-minus. He has been a pleasant surprise, and mid-range Moutier continues to be something that can be an asset for a second unit needing some punch. Might not come within the flow of the offense, might not be in the same system, but his ability to break you off the dribble and get and penetrate, that's why he's playing here. The more work he has with Quinn and understanding the system, the better I'm sure that'll get. Looking at the week ahead, second best defense and the MVP in their way, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he went for 28-10, and 10, and that's below his averages last time out. He is averaging 30 points, 15 rebounds. He had a 30-point, 15-assist game the other night against Portland. Giannis playing at an out-of-this-world level. Containing him will be a big task of Tony Bradley if he is indeed called upon with Rudy Gobert still questionable on the injury report. Milwaukee won't have Chris Middleton who is out due to injury. Then on Wednesday, the Holiday Brothers entertain the Jazz in Indianapolis. Pacers, who are just coming off of beating Orlando 111-106. to Aaron and Justin Holiday are really playing great basketball for Nate McMillan. That team's also going to get a boost because they've got a former Buck coming on. Malcolm Brogdon is making his return Monday night against Memphis. He had missed three games with a back injury, so that'll be his second game back. Then, that Memphis team on Friday as Mike Conley makes his second return to his former home. They're young, but they're fun to watch. And as you saw the way that that team played against Utah a couple weeks back, they can do some things. John Morant is definitely somebody with star potential. The most interesting thing with Memphis might be the moves that they make with their front office. Adrian Wojnarowski on NBA Countdown recently said, The Grizz won't buy Andre Iguodala out. Woj on NBA Countdown. You're going to have to make a trade for him. We are not buying him out. He's not going to hit the free agent market. That according to Woj's sources. So something to watch for Houston, LA, teams like that who might need that Andre Iguodala punch. Well, if you covered through the entire road trip, Aaron Falk is entrenched and embedded with the team We'll be checking up with him on Friday. That does it for this edition of Round Ball Roundup. Make sure to help other people find the show. UtahJazz.com, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Five-star reviews, all I ask of you. Definitely don't mention Boyan Bogdanadoink to Aaron or Angie. I'm JB Chunga. Until next time, bye for now.